This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, I'm Jimmy Evans, and the clip you're about to hear is a small portion from our weekly Tipping Point show. To get the full show and other end times content from great teachers like Greg Laurie, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, and myself, join us as a member of endtimes.com for $7 a month. Become a member at endtimes.com for articles, videos, full episodes, and more. Where do you think we are related to the end times? You know, either through, you know, the way you interpret scripture or just world events that are happening right now. Because of your knowledge of Hebrew and your knowledge of Israel, what do you think is the significance? And you talk in your book, Mysteries of the Messiah, a lot about the Feast of Israel. And so... Where, yeah. do you, where do you think we are related to that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's very clear that, I mean, obviously there's seven, as you've shared before, and I've seen you done an excellent job on in other programs, right? There's these seven biblical feasts, uh, the weekly Sabbath, spree, three spring holidays. Jesus fulfilled those three spring holidays at the first coming. Then we've primarily been in the summer and then we're waiting for the fulfillment of the three fall holidays. The first one of those is Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Teruah. And I believe that we're beginning to see the initial state. We're beginning to see the initial stages of fulfillment of that, because part of what the sounding of the shofar represents is God's regathering his people. So. There's many times in history where people might have thought they were living in the end times. Like, for example, if I, I lost most of my family in the Holocaust, if I was living under Hitler, I thought, hey, this is the Antichrist. But the reality is he couldn't have been because the majority of Jews were not regathered right. in the land right. of Israel. And so today there are more Jews in Israel than any place in the world. And even what's going on in Ukraine today and the rise of anti-Semitism in Europe is driving Jews back to the land of Israel right. in fulfillment of prophecies. So, so it's clear that, and when I look at the world, kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the old cassette tapes. <laughs> when, the, when you would rewind the cassette tapes, the closer they got to the end, the faster they would speed up. There was an acceleration. <laughs> And that's what we see right now. We're seeing the, yeah. we're seeing the acceleration of these things at an incredible rate. That's telling us that we're beginning to be in the initial stages of the uh, birth pangs of the Messiah. Just the, the very initial stages. So we have a question here from one of our subscribers, named Gordon, and he says, "I'm studying the seven feasts as they relate to prophecies." about Christ. These prophetic feasts happen in order, meaning that the Feast of Trumpets, Day of Atonement, and Feast of Tabernacles are yet to come. My studying tells me that the Day of Atonement has already been fulfilled in the death of Christ for our sins, which sounds appropriate. So how is it that this event is yet to be fulfilled? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that they're like, again, so when you come to these holidays, 
there are multiple aspects of it. There's a historical aspect of it. So every holiday has a historical, like for example, Passover is the celebration which is coming up of the historical coming forth of the land out of Egypt. There is a spiritual aspect to it. And for example, each one of us have our own spiritual Egypts. Egypt means a place of confinement and restriction. We talk all about this in Mysteries of the Messiah and how even the 10 plagues have a spiritual psychological meaning to us even to this day and that's true of the day of atonement as well right there's a historical significance there is the spiritual significance yeshua jesus fulfills the spiritual significance of coming and being the final atonement for all who believe but the prophetic aspect has not been fulfilled meaning that the day of atonement was primarily to make atonement for the national sins of israel well Nash, Israel as a people have not accepted the final sacrifice, which is Yeshua Jesus as our Messiah, and so therefore cannot be complete until Israel as a whole, uh, all Israel will be saved, as Paul writes about. So another way to understand this is Zechariah 12, uh, and they will look upon the one whom they have pierced as one mourns for an only begotten son. That's Rosh Hashanah. That's the fulfillment of Rosh Hashanah, right? To understand Yeshua, Jesus is the Messiah promised of in the scriptures, and they'll weep and mourn and accept him. That will come at the end of the tribulation, ultimately. And then chapter 13, it says the fountain is open for their cleansing. Well, this is the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement is meant to cleanse Israel of their sins and spiritual impurity. And then Zechariah 14 literally says the Messiah will come and at the Feast of Tabernacles, you know, will will establish his kingdom and all the nations of the world will come up to celebrate. So you see that in that book of Zechariah, the ultimate prophetic fulfillments. So let's talk about the last three feasts. So Rosh Hashanah, you would say, is that the, the rapture? Yeah, the, the, the Rosh Hashanah has, has several different aspects. There's an aspect for Israel and an aspect for the church. So the aspect for Israel in Isaiah talks about the shofar were blown and those who are perishing in Assyria will be gathered, right? So one is the regathering of Israel, national Israel regathered to their land. That's one part. For the church, yes, for the church, the blowing of the shofar represents God's people being regathered to Jesus to be saved and protected from the wrath that is going to come uh, in, in the time of the tribulation. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You're listening to a clip from our full Tipping Point show. To get the full show and other end times content from great teachers like Greg Laurie, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, and myself, join us as a member of endtimes.com for $7 a month. You used an example in your book of it was talking about Saul was a certain age when he became king. And in the English, in, in the way we translate it, we don't know what is, it doesn't, it doesn't say the age. Right. But using the gematria, he was 53 years old. Is that right? Exactly, yeah, because, right. And so that's one of the examples of one of the earliest 
uses of numerical values uh, in the scriptures is uh, this passage where it talks about Saul's age. I mean, a lot of English translations uh, don't either either don't translate it or they have, you know, or they have to pick an arbitrary number. Uh, but when you look at it like this and we see again, like ancient there's, an, you know, some ancient Jewish coins uh, that were also using this pre first century uh, to mark the, the 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 number of year of the reign of the king that it was. So this is something that predates Jesus. Right. And this is something that, again, we see the most famous is the mark of the beast. Right. Everybody knows the mark of the beast is six, six, six. Basically, what that's using is the Gematria. Right. It's saying the. This individual, this antichrist individual, his name will add up to 666, which is it's significant that that's the number that's chosen, because on the one hand, six is the number of the physical. God creates the world in six days and he rests on the seventh day. In Jewish thought, anytime you say something three times in a row means the most. That's why the angels cry out, holy, holy, holy. It's the most holy. So if six represents the number of the physical world, 666 represents complete materialism disconnected from any spirituality. It's all physicality disconnected from any spirituality. And that's why it's the mark of the beast. You're nothing more than an animal if all you're interested in is your physical needs. You know, that I read that in your book when you said that. I went to a, a debate with uh, Christopher Hitchens, uh, the famous atheist, uh, was debating Professor McGrath of Oxford University. And he said, uh, Pr Professor McGrath was trying to make the case for we're spiritual beings in a spiritual universe. And Christopher Hitchens, who died later of brain cancer, he said, we're animals, get over it. There's nothing special about us. We live, we die, and that's all there is to it. When you take the Antichrist and you say, we're just animals, we just live in a physical world, completely detached from God, uh, that, that's the Antichrist. That's the person who's gonna step onto the world scene and he'll fit right in in the world we're living in today. Thank you for listening to this clip from our full Tipping Point show. To get the full show and other end times content from great teachers like Greg Laurie, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, and myself, join us as a member of endtimes.com for $7 a month. Become a member at endtimes.com for articles, videos, full episodes,